In today's episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill gives me a big surprise and we process our first ever emergency coaching session. Welcome, everybody, to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. My name is Brian Neal. And I'm Bill Kasky. And that was our intro music done first time from the board, wasn't it, Bill? <laughs> God, that was awesome. <laughs> we are geeks. Uh, welcome. <clears throat> if you're a new listener, uh, welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast. We are glad you're here. We're here uh, every Monday and Thursday trying to give you sales advice and, and uh, tips and things like that to make you a more successful salesperson. We are also radio geeks, and Bill got a really cool new toy over there, didn't you? <clears throat> You know, if this was all I got for Christmas this year, I'd be happy. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe it's all you got. It's, it's 10 bucks, and it's making me smile. Uh, hey, if you haven't already done so, we do have a couple things that might be of interest to you. If you go to our website, advancedsellingpodcast.com, and go to the products page, you'll see a couple things there. One in particular called All In. I know several thousand of you have already purchased that and drive around with it as your personal coach. And if you haven't yet, by all means, it'll be the best money you've ever invested in your sales success. And if it's the only present that you get for Christmas. <laughs> You'll be elated. elated. That's nice because we get a present and you get a present. We do, don't we, though? Mm -hmm. so. I have some uh, news. I know we might have talked about it last time, but I, I think I stopped you in, in right in the middle of your stride. Yeah. We are, uh, you know, about two or three months ago, we looked on iTunes to see where the Advanced Selling Podcast was in terms of ranking in, in the business category. And we were 14th at that time. I think we were both shocked, surprised, and pleased about being 14th. Now, sure. this is not the entire business category. This is the marketing and management category. Yeah. So I looked the other day. Yep. Guess where we are now? 13? Number nine. Well, are we really? We have gone up five, four or five notches. And uh, so we are the number nine largest uh, podcast in their marketing and management category. In the entire iTunes library. The entire iTunes There's library. There's some good names There's some in big there, names. Aren't yeah. there? There's some big names that we're actually ahead of. Yeah, go figure, huh? Yeah. See, we got to get used to this, don't we? Harvard World famous. Harvard Business Review, HBR has two that we got our sights on. <laughs> They're next in line, right? Yeah. The hey, I wanted to give a quick, do I have a sh yeah. time for a shout out mm -hmm. here? Quick shout out to, uh, uh, you may or may not, uh, Bill, I know you know this, but I was heavily involved in a student activity at the college that I went to, Indiana University. And uh, when I was there, me and 12 of my closest friends started a fundraiser to raise money for a children's hospital here in Indianapolis called Riley's Children's Hospital. And we uh, created a dance marathon that we stole the idea from Penn State University. Started one at IU in 1991. That was the 25th. This weekend was the 25th uh, uh, dance marathon. And over the weekend, these kids who produced it this year, 25 years after we did, they raised $3.88 million. That's, That's a over big the, operation. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. $3.88 million. Uh, the CEO of Raleigh's Children's Hospital came and spoke to us. Uh, it is the number one is funding it? source is it really? to that hospital. Yeah, of, of all, all the, of all the yeah. things that they do and everything else. So, uh, kudos to those people That's and kudos awesome. to my friends who started it with us. And what you just never know when you, you start something or you do something in your life and you push the first domino, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's a really neat thing to be involved with. You know, what's interesting is my daughter is also involved in the same charity at DePaul University. Yes. She's a senior. She's on the board there. And they went down to Bloomington, down to IU uh, yeah. this weekend. Oh, they did? Yeah, on Saturday. Well, you were I was gone, there. I think, I was by gone, Saturday. Yeah. Yep. But um, but they went down and just had a, a great time, and they learned kind of how things are working. They're still in the process of putting it all together yeah. there. But uh, and we were told we didn't know this too. You kind of think of this, but the uh, when the colleges come in, they said uh, someone 
one of the people from the network that puts all the dance marathons together and trains other kids to do them at their university says it's a it's a pilgrimage to go to the IU one. Yeah, it's a really big deal, so they yeah. can come and watch and see it all. So I bet you're proud. It's a I bet you're thing. proud to proud see. Proud and happy. Yeah. It's just and it's you know it's one thing to be the beginning, but to see what it's done and what each group that's put it on has added to it and see it grown over time and the enthusiasm the students have for it is just uh, it's uh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, really unbelievable. So I've got a little a little surprise for you. I've been I, waiting. I, I, I love, you. Do you know I love surprises? I love, love. Does anyone I else you. love surprises? I really I bet do. you on Friday, you were probably going around to people at the dance marathon dinner yeah. and saying to yourself, I'm Brian Neal, uh, yeah. and I was one of the 12 <laughs> original founders. And other people well, were coming up the, to you after you said that, and here's what they were saying. Well, Lottie freaking God! <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> they did because the people that I would have been saying that to were the other 12 <laughs> yeah. founders because we were all the same uh, table together. So none of us really gave uh, a shit. Yeah, about, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be. So what is that tool there? It's you Matt got there? Foley. This is called Boss know. Jock, and it's yes. just uh, a little tool that we use here to help uh, spice up the podcast. And you'll be hearing more of. Uh, you want to hear that again? I, I kind of <laughs> do, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Some, here we go. Yeah. Well, Lottie frickin' God! <laughs> okay, so that's... That's your uh, boss, Jock. Yeah. yeah, so those of you who listen now, this is going to turn into a little bit more of a radio show now that we <laughs> have a right. fun toy to play with. So. Okay. Well, let's get to some serious stuff here. Um, no matter what business you are in, Wix, that's W-I-X, has something for you. Wix.com is used by 60 million people throughout the world. It empowers business owners and salespeople to create their own professional websites. When you're running your own business or your own territory, you're bound to be busy, too busy. And because you're too busy, it's got to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix, it's easy for you to create your own stunning website. You can do it yourself. You've got the drag and drop builder. they got hundreds of designer-made customized templates for, to choose from. And by the way, that's always the most difficult thing in building, even if it's a single-page site that you want to put up as a sales professional for your prospects. It's always a challenge to find the right template. They've got hundreds of them. No coding is all needed. I've done it before. If you've never done Wix before, check it out. No coding at all needed. Easy and free. You can go to Wix.com. Sign up for an entirely free account today. No credit card required. Get your website live today. The results simply are stunning. I would agree. They are. Stunning cool. is a great word. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, today we have an emer- our first ever in the uh, eight or so years, nine years we've been doing the podcast, we've got our first emergency request. Yeah. We had a listener write to us with current fire. Current fire. I put this into the emergency category. I say, need your help quickly. So we're going to uh, talk a little bit about this problem that this woman has. And then we're going to give some advice on how we think we would handle this. And I will tell you, Bill, uh, after reading this email, this is a tough one. It is. This is tough. So this is one of the tougher ones. Yeah, this is tough. So we're going to yeah. do our best here for this person. And uh, I, I'd really be interested to hear what uh, some of our listeners would say here, too. Because this is one that if I were in the training room, this is a little trainer trick. You'd say, well, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you get stumped. Because you would have no idea. Right. You have no idea. So you turn it back to the class. You go, what do you guys think? I know what I'd do. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> and, I would, and then you agree with the no, best I would, answer. I would, I would say, I have no idea what i do. What do you guys right. think is what yeah. I'd say. So Okay. So here, and we have to uh, scrub this up a little bit. So we're going to call our friend Julie, which is a total okay. made up name. I thought it was going to be January. Well, it was going to be January. I thought <laughs> I like that January. was. I looked at you two, and when I said January, you guys both looked at me funny. You thought I'd been at weird places over the weekend. So I said, I'll just. I had Julie. two girls in my class in high school, one named January. I had more than two, but there were two girls, one named January, one named September. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean, there's Mays and there's Junes and there's the easy ones, but September right. was kind of an odd one in January, but no. January's more common. Anyone named March? I wonder if every Mar- no, if March. every month has the, someone's named February, every month. February, probably not. Right? That seems like it's hard enough to pronounce, though. So. 
I went to college with a guy named Meta World Peace. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? No. Well, who's the NFL He's player? Ha ha. Uh, yeah. Plays but, for. Uh, um, what is his name? Yes. Ha ha. Broncos, maybe? Cecil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he Broncos? Yeah. What phenomenal name? H A H A Cecil something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we need to do an episode on names that fit what they do for a living. That's true. Like a football player named Rock or something like that. Or. Ricky Bobby, of course, for the NASCAR <laughs> fame. Okay, let's get back to our thing here. So Julie says, See, listen, listen all the time, love the podcast, all those sorts of things. Here, the, here's the subject. Ready, Bill? I need to decline an RFQ. And in this case, she has a client, and I'm scrubbing this up for the industry to, to protect the innocent here, but she's got a client that they do some business with that has asked them, and it's kind of a, man, a contract manufacturing type business, and they've got a client that has asked her to take over virtually all of their manufacturing. And uh, while this is a good thing, she's saying uh, there are some things about this company that on their technology side are sort of risky for her that she doesn't really want to take on all of the manufacturing. So imagine that. So you're in the the contract manufacturing business and you do a piece of someone's business and they come and say, do all this. But because you know a little bit about them, doing a little piece is okay. But when you do all of it because of some of the uh, elements in their uh, regulations and that sort of thing. She says, uh, you know, I'm not really sure I want to do this. So she doesn't want to set any alarms off. She doesn't want the industry to know, like, well, why didn't you take all their business when they ask? Because that's kind of odd. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and she doesn't want to upset the um, the client. You're right. So uh, she's got to send an email, uh, we think. This is one of the questions in the thing. What should she do? What should she say? That's mm-hmm. how I'm kind of framing up my answer here. And, uh, to get back to this person, to politely let them off the hook. Mm-hmm. The soft mm-hmm. letdown, right? The bonus when you get to read the question is you, you get to go second with your answer because I told you it's a hard one. It means you get to go first. How would you yeah. bring this one down? Um, Declining the RFQ, the soft letdown. The soft letdown. And amidst a a web of dra- web of little politics, bit, little too. A little bit of politics, a little drama, a little, yeah, little yeah. regulation issue-ish things going on here with our friend Julie. Well, that's totally made up. And Jenny Lottie freaking down. <laughs> Can I take a stab? Do we need to? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, let's frame it up. So when I get stuck on a question, this is a good learning, I think, for everyone. When you get stuck on a question, framework helps you process it because mm-hmm. a lot of times the brain just shuts down. So I first want to ask myself, um, my I want to go through my thinking column first, my inner game, as we call it oftentimes here on the podcast, and say, what's at play here, right? So what are the things that I'm experiencing? And uh, podcast listeners will know these items, and I've got to explore these in my mind, right? So I just got to say, first of all, um, do I have, uh, to what level am I attached to this particular client? If I told them I didn't want to do this and they said, okay, well, you're not doing any of my business, would I be okay with that? So I'm first doing this self-examination of all the the thinking column elements of, the, of what I would want to, ha- how I'd want to handle this, right? Um, is my intent pure to be helpful to them, right? And is me declining the RFQ in some way, shape or form helpful is a question I would ask myself on this one. Um, and then there's this question that's really not in the content that we teach regularly, but it's this question of, um, there's a little fear here because she would, uh, by declining it and saying kind of the true reasons that they have some um, some issues maybe on the compliance side of regulatory things, that that could be um, uh, throwing them under the bus, so to speak. It could be offensive to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so does not telling them that qualify for... Um, not being 100% honest with them, right? Or do I just leave it alone? See what I mean? Do I just keep mm-hmm. that to myself? Mm-hmm. And because there's probably some other reasons why that she wouldn't want to take all their business on. So that'd be my first step. Mm-hmm. So I go through that thinking column and do a little back of the napkin self-assessment. Where am I? Where's my head on this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do the same thing. I think that 
The thing that she put in there, though, that she didn't go into detail because A, it's probably proprietary and B, maybe it's not the time or the place, but is this idea of exhausting all possible solutions. Mm. It's easy to say we don't want to do that because the risk is too high. But unfortunately, unless you do a thorough analysis with the customer, I think you leave yourself open to these things you're talking about. I would suggest, and maybe she's already done it, but I would suggest you go in and do a thorough diagnosis with both eyes wide open with the client. And then when you come out of there, you'll have you'll have ground to stand on if you say, look, here's our here's our issue with it. We just can't do it because of this or that. And then there will be backup data. I feel like right now, unless there's backup, unless there's a diagnosis and and an uh, analysis of some kind, it just becomes her word. And it becomes a, a kind of a superficial reason. Well, you know, we don't want, we wouldn't touch that because of this. I want to go in and I want to thoroughly vet it out, diagnose it, and say, do we? Maybe we do want it. Maybe there's things we don't know about right. it, or maybe the customer will change something because they want us so bad mm. that they'll change something in the setup to make it more appealing to us. That's really strong. That's really strong. And maybe some of the and maybe she's she, done that. Well, wait, maybe she, maybe some of the issues she has been experiencing, she can bring a solution yeah, to right. right? say, hey, right. if you guys made this look this better or you get this regulatory thing more square, I would be more open to entertain it. If they really want hers, what you're saying, yeah. they may be apt to change that, which really isn't in her what she does anyway, right. but it's very helpful to the client. And then I That's think she good. can, if, if we find that there's something in the solution that she just can't do, or something, I'm sorry, something yeah. in the pain that she just can't do, then I think she can go back and say, look, I'm, I'm not recommending us because we're not good at that. That's yeah, not yeah, what yeah. our strength is. And right. I think that solidifies the relationship then. I definitely would not, maybe she's already sent it, I would definitely not do this via email. Uh, I yeah. just think it's too big. I would agree. When she And she wrote that. She said, I need help writing an email. And she said, usually I'm good at these. I'm kind of stuck on this one i think that's an indication yeah. you do not email then you don't you, you do your best to get out of email on this one january um, or julie <laughs> whatever not, your name is not send your new email. name um there's a okay so there's a tool i'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit because i think you're better at this than i am but i taught it to a client of mine the other day and that is uh, whenever you get a problem this is more framework there's a concept called mind mapping mm-hmm. and a thing like this is a good mind yeah, map exercise, good, right? Yeah. So do you want to, can you describe a little bit about how someone would go about doing a mind map, what it is? Draw a circle and then other circles around it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple, simple right? Brian. I'm surprised yeah. you wouldn't know that. Well, I just want to hear your, your take. Yeah. I think with a mind map, you start in the middle of the sheet of paper and you yep. draw a circle or let's just say that the problem is, you know, should I stay you, or should I go? Or should, what's, what's yes. the, what's stay the issue? Go. Yes. And then from there you go out to the branches and you say, okay, what if we stayed? What if we yep. went? You yep. maybe even, what's the real issue here? Is the real issue that we're afraid that we'll be on the hook for a $5 million if yep. we do it and it doesn't turn out right? Well, in that case, maybe we should go ask the customer for the 5 million credit yep. line or something. I mean, but I think what you're saying there with the mind map is get very clear on the entire picture. Yes. Before we start going down a path. Yes. Yes. And and there is a there are a lot of and I think some of them are free mind mapping softwares. Yeah. If you just Google mind Microsoft mapping Microsoft Word software, has one, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it would actually will physically put it into a picture for you. What's great about this, what Bill's saying is the problems in the middle and all these branches of potential solutions with other pluses mm-hmm. and minuses around them that, that kind of shoot off the branches. When you see it all on one page together, suddenly you've got a level of clarity you didn't That's have right. before. And I think this That's is right. a really good problem to process through a mind map. You could even do the mind map where the, all the problems are up here and all the solutions are down here. Yeah, and Bill's drawing a mind map. <clears> yeah, you see, see that it? For, and I do. See see it? Everyone else it sees to the it. microphone. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Everybody see that? Yeah, but I, th- I think this is a good one because 
you know, how many times have you been in a circumstance where you maybe somebody wanted you to come in and work with them and you were kind of on the fence and yeah. you just needed to go talk to a couple other people like yep. the CFO. Yeah. And then after you did that, you became more comfortable. Yes. So I think I don't think customers are ever going to say, well, if you're not if you're not going to, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to let you do a thorough diagnosis of this. No. They're not going to say that. No. So I think your strength here, uh, Julie January strength yeah. is to come back and say, I, I can't answer the question, but I'd like to do some fur- further analysis That's and good. diagnosis. That's good. And then I wrote down, there's, some, there's, there's, a, there's a really uh, strong case here to build some context around what we're going to do when we do that. And so I wrote down just a little uh, version of that here to say, um, as we sit here today, going all in feels a little uncomfortable for me. So here are a couple of different options. First is, if we could sit and chat and do some diagnosis, this is your thing now, Bill, I would love to do that to see what we can uncover. Maybe there's a way to look at this that would make me feel a little less you mm-hmm. know, high risk or whatever. And if you're just totally opposed to that and you say, you know what, we don't have any time to spend, you're either in or you're out, then unfortunately I'll have to take a polite pass on this yeah. one. I just yeah. do. Yeah. So now I've given I've given my alternatives to either sit down and go that direction or I said either polite or. pass and I've said, yeah. and I haven't been too specific. I like this, this all-in approach just feels a little too much for me, maybe a little too risky up front. Eggs in one basket puts a lot of pressure on us. I'm not sure we're willing to handle all that, but I want to know more. So can we get together? Yes. If we can, let's do it. If we can't, yeah. then I'm going to, I'll just have to step out based on what I know so far. I think, don't you think overall in the sales process that there is a, there is always a lacking of diagnosis and of, of thorough assessment yeah. of the, of the customer's issues. I think yeah. we, we get enough pain to where we can make the sale. And on something like this, the customer has the pain, Yes, but we don't know whether we want. So that's where diagnosis and assessment really comes in. I just don't think we're very good at that. I don't think sales professionals typically, now maybe in the technology sector we are, because there you almost have to know what the ramifications and the and the constraints are. But in something like most sales, I just don't think we do a good job of assessing. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, and this is Julie January is a listener and a, and a, uh, has po- purchased all in. She's, she's an all in type of a podcast yeah. listener. Yeah. So I know she's good at this. And all of us get caught up in this where we get this big and we feel this this compulsion to have to respond immediately and we have to respond with the answer. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good lesson here that you don't have to respond with the answer. You can respond with process, right? With something to do. Let's do this instead the way it's posed. And then if it has to be an answer, then the answer is no, sorry, I can't right now. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one. That's good. Well, thank you. If you have a question, uh, send us a note at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Or you can also send us a voice memo at that same address, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. We'll try to get it on for you. Mailbag Monday is our typical time we answer questions. But this was an emergency. And this was a... This wasn't really a mailbag. This was an emergency. This was a, a, yeah, this a was bat phone, big. sort of like a red... Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully... Uh, Julie, if you've already sent the email and you uh, sent it to us, and we'll read it out loud and give and we'll reveal <laughs> we'll, your name. And then. we'll use your real name and <laughs> yeah, use your company's right. name and your, your, your prospect's <laughs> that's name. That's right. great. Well, that does it for today. If you haven't downloaded our free copy of Ultimate Pregame as an audio program, you got to do so right now. Go to ultimatepregame.com to find it and check out the products page on our site while you're there. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your feedback or question as an audio recording, as a voice memo, as we say. Might use it in a future episode. We'll let you know if we do. Also, download our app in the iTunes App Store. We're starting to run promos and deals exclusively for our app users. And, of course, join the conversation on our LinkedIn group at advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. See you next time for the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye.